Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 52 on the New Truth Podcast with Jeffrey Platts and Vanessa Petronelli on chemistry versus compatibility. This is a really, 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 really good episode, my friends. And Kate and I are so excited for you to hear it. We're going to introduce these two to you before you can listen in. Um, and also, I just want to say before I read Jeffrey's bio, they're such an expander couple. And this is something we've talked a little bit about, but I just want you to anchor in as you're listening to this episode. Mm. Um, Jeffrey and Vanessa are an expander couple. They are so rooted in themselves and their own connection to that sovereignty within. And they just have this beautiful, conscious um, expansive relationship. So I felt very inspired. We record our episodes on Zoom so we can see each other. And I felt so inspired watching how they engage and touch each other and like support each other. And oh, it's awesome. just, yeah, it was really sweet. I was so inspired. So Jeffrey Platts is a men's dating and relationship coach who's passionate with helping single men own and express their value through their relationships and their purpose. With over 23 years of personal study and transformational training and a decade as a coach and a teacher, he's led over 200 workshops and retreats on personal growth, dating, and communication. Together with his wife and co-facilitator, Vanessa, they train single men in their 30s and 40s to prepare for partnership and attract their well-matched women woman. So there's a lot of amazing men out there who have worked with Jeffrey um, who are on the other side of that. So every time you have the thought, oh, there's no good conscious, you know, spiritual heart-based men on the planet. Yes, there are. There are. Yes, there are. There are hundreds. <laughs> oh, there are thou hundreds from thousands. Jeffrey. Thousands. <laughs> millions. Millions. <laughs> That's one of the many reasons we were super excited to introduce these two to you because Jeffrey works with men and we now, and we really wanted to bust that myth and that story and that limiting belief that maybe you were walking around with. And we so hope that in this episode, you raise your standards around dating and the men that you're calling in. Vanessa Petronelli is a former model, actress, singer, and yoga teacher for over a decade has been teaching, speaking, and writing about the powerful impact of accessing higher levels of consciousness. She supports high-performing creatives and leaders to embody and lead from their soul and to find balance and fulfillment through their entire lives. Jeffrey and Vanessa's work and writing have been featured in Huffington Post, Washington Post, ABC News, Good Morning America, KTLA, Your Morning Show Canada, Access Hollywood, AskMen.com, and The Good Men Project. They both live in sunny San Diego with their rescue dogs, Leo and Chloe. Kate, we have to explain what expander couple is. We say that a lot. 
Shall we do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. For me, expander couples are couples who are embodying the, the expansiveness I want to experience. So, I mean, you could simply be looking at a celebrity couple, for example. I'm trying to think of what what's a good one, like Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Now, I don't actually know what's, what the relationship is really like because I don't live in their house. I'm not friends with them yet. Um, Ryan's from Vancouver, so I'm sure <laughs> we'll be friends at some point. But um, but but when I look at how they interact with each other, how much humor and lightness they have in their relationship and play, and they both have a lot of sovereignty and independence and success on their own, and then this beautiful connection together and these sweet, beautiful kids. And and so I look to that relationship and think, wow, that's an expand. I feel expanded when I imagine what the relationship looks like. So sometimes expander couples. I mean, I suppose we never even when we know people, we can't actually know what's happening on the inside. Um, but they're they're couples that you feel, yeah, they're representing and embodying the qualities and the values and the ways of being that you want to experience in relationship. So important because if you're not living your life, training your brain to actually look for what's possible, there's a reason yes. we say expander couple, expander friend, expander business owner, right? Use that phrase. And if you haven't listened to our episode on jealousy, go back and listen to that yeah. episode because yeah. this gets addressed in that too. But when we say expander couple, we use it very, very deliberately. The consciousness you want to grow into, what you want to experience and the proof of what's possible in your life. So enjoy yes. this episode. You want to say more? I just want to say one more thing to that. Yeah, yeah. because I'm glad you brought up the jealousy episode because most of us look at, at couples and our saboteurs look at a, a, an expensive couple and think, wow, they're so lucky. She Look at her. She has it all. I could never have that. And, you know, we'll use it as a ammunition against us. And But your soul or self or your heroine or your your most expansive self will look at some something that someone else is embodying that you desire and and will lean into ooh that that looks amazing i want to experience that i'm ready to experience that okay they, they so were so healing so healing and they have a super powerful story and we can't wait to hear what you think enjoy Episode 52 with Jeffrey Platts and Vanessa Petronelli. Kate and I are so, so excited to be with you on this final episode of 2020. It's been a yes. year. <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> and you are officially the second epic couple to join us on the New Truth Podcast. We can't wait for everyone to hear your love story and continue to hear about your expertise in the area of dating and relationships and consciousness. And most of all, tackle the truth about chemistry versus compatibility, because there's a whole lot of junk about what it is and isn't out there and everyone thinking they can start relationships solely on chemistry. So really excited to have this conversation with you too. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. And Jeffrey and I met on Facebook. I think Kate and I have been really passionate about finding the dating and relationship coaches that are not preaching fantasy. And I, we, we were talking about how that's how we met. And then we found out that that's how you two met. So we have to start, we have to start in that way with your story that began with a Facebook message. 
You want Jeffrey's short version or would you rather the, uh, <laughs> I know the, the, the women one? are listening, so they might maybe appreciate Yeah, my version is going to be a lot shorter. It's like, yeah. We maybe his version first yes. and then your version. Well, my, my version <laughs> will be, we met on Facebook. We exchanged some messages. We dated long distance for a while. And then we moved to the same city and we got married. And now we're here in California. <laughs> it's the guy version. <laughs> Oh, um, that, that's so many things that are like, missing in that. And is that really more. male story storytelling? Yeah. Is that how you tell the story? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of like you know the joking, the Cliff Notes version. But but yeah, there's more to the story, and I will flip if if you want to do the story, yeah, and then I'll, I'll fill sure. in. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. So basically, we had connected over Facebook because there was um, a community of men that I, I had gone to a, uh, an event, a men's conference early on in my coaching career. And being in that conference, I met a whole bunch of really wonderful men. You know, I got connected with them. I stayed connected with them, you know, after the conference, you know, through Facebook, all of that social media. And Jeffrey wasn't there at that conference, but they had introduced me. I became a part of this community of men who were doing great men's work and yeah. relational work. And he was associated with a lot of those men from that community with his coaching yeah, business. Yeah, same like tribe of, of, of people. Yeah, yeah, same community. So I had been following him. And at the time I was single, obviously, and dating and all of that. And I was like, oh my God, I was like drooling at like <laughs> reading his posts. I'm like, where are these men? I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. And I was I'm in like, DC at the time, yeah. Washington. Yeah. I'm like, where are these men? I'm like, they're, they're just not here. Like there's no men doing personal development. Like this is so sexy. So I had been following him and just loved his posts. And I had reached out to him. Um, after about maybe a year or something, I think 2013, maybe or something yeah. like that. I reached out and I was just appreciating him. And I, I said, thank you so much for the beautiful posts that you're writing and the work that you're doing. I just really love everything you're sharing. And so we didn't actually talk for a while, but I intuitively, <laughs> he always laughs when I say this in our story, when I had initially <laughs> seen his photo, I just intuitively knew that was my husband. I just, I just knew, but I wasn't attached to all the fantasy addicts out there. She's legit and intuitive. Like does yes. it really? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the key is what you were about to say. I was not attached. So it's like intuitively 100%. you knew. And yeah. you know, I have heard so, literally most women when they say to me, "Oh, I know, I know, he's the one, my soulmate, whatever." It's like usually like, okay, I give it three weeks. Like usually it's it's coming from <laughs> fantasy, not coming yes. from intuition. Yes. So yes. maybe you can explain the difference later. So I for sure. Carry on. <laughs> and and I'll, sure. I'll also say too, like my always theory is around the whole thing is like, it's always proven in hindsight, right? You know, so yes. Vanessa can legitimately yes. say yes. in hindsight, yeah. she was right. Yeah. 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 In, in, in the moment, it was know. like a nudge, a, a, yeah. a signal, but it was like, you prove it down the road. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Continue. And and the key key to that is really the non-attachment. Yes. It was like mm -hmm. I, I saw his photo. I just had this knowing mm -hmm. that he was my husband, but then I just kept dating and you know growing and evolving and meeting people. And 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 then I think it was around 20, was it 2013? Yeah, 2013. 2013, yes. Then the 2013, I just in January and then no, 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 it was November. Oh yeah, no, yeah, November. Let yeah. me tell the story. <laughs> Yeah, the woman here and I know the dates. <laughs> I remember these things. Yes. So I was dating somebody, he was dating somebody, but I, I actually connected with Jeffrey on a professional level first. 
And I had had this just desire to have him come to Toronto to do one of these singles events that he was putting on very successfully in Washington. So I reached out to him and I said, Hey, you know, I love what you're doing. Would you be interested in coming to Toronto to lead one of these singles events? And he was like, yeah, I'd love that. I'm going to California. And he was going to see this, you know, woman that he had just started to date and was visiting her there. Um, He's like, when I come back, let's talk about it. And then, you know, when he came back in, you know, December, early December, we connected over Skype. And I just remember feeling so nervous. I'm like, this is kind of like my Facebook crush that we're talking to here. (laughs) AKA husband. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And then after that, you know, this guy was dating at the time, things just exploded. And, um, and then the stuff didn't will, you know, work out with the woman, obviously, that he was seeing in, in California, but they became really good friends and still are to this day. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just started to connect over Skype from mm-hmm. like December, January, February, and then March. Jeffrey took a 14 hour bus yeah. ride to Toronto yeah. in the dead in of the winter. In the middle of a snowstorm, like 14 yeah. hours, like packed mega bus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all the way. I think it was, it was overnight too. It was like, yeah, yeah. from I think. Whoa. Four in the afternoon until like eight in the morning the next day or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. And and he came to the bus station and we saw each other well, in person. Well, prior to that, let's just let's preface this. So like, it goes into like part of the, the, the topic, the, the topic, but like we were connecting for like, you know, what January, February and, and, you know, two, three, four hour Skype calls, you know, a couple times a week, we're voxering back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I was like, you know, my, in my mind, I'm like, this is, what do I do here? Like, what do we do here? This is not uh, something that's sustainable unless we go see each other. Right. So like we started to kind of like seal, not seal the exits, but like, just like plan ahead. Right. Like, Hey, let's, mm-hmm. if we're going to be doing all this connecting and, 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 and planting seeds and, and, and developing this connection over the next couple of weeks and months, then we should at least see each other first to kind of see what the deal is. Of course. Right. So like, just, just like with clients, we're not really a fan of like do a long distance relationship where you never meet them, mm-hmm. you know, for like six months or a year, like 90 day fiance or something like that, you know, <laughs> that show on TLC, if you guys watch it, but yeah. So basically I said like, Hey, let's meet, let's, let's put a, uh, you know, a date in the calendar. Let me go visit you for like a week. Yeah. Let's go see what, and, and then after that, we'll see what's up, you know, let's see what the in-person vibe mm-hmm. matches. If the chemistry matches what seems to be compatibility, right. That we're, you know, building and exploring virtually. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we got there, I got there and, you know, and it was, it, I mean, initially I have to be honest, I thought he was really weird. <laughs> it's like, this guy's really out there. I'm like, Jeffrey has a really beautiful sense of humor and I appreciate it, you yeah. know, as I've gotten to know him more because I'm kind of the same way. So the projection of me thinking his sense of humor is weird is like also me not fully owning mm-hmm. my silliness and my, ex- mm-hmm. you know, um, sense of humor as well. And, and, and just nine days later, you know, yeah, we days. were, you know, in a committed relationship and we, we really, chose each other from a space of having several months leading up to meeting in person emotionally mentally connecting even energetically spiritually connecting and then it was like bringing us together in person the physical connection so i really appreciated that because for me in my dating experiences I know myself well enough to know that if I, I, you know, slept with a guy too soon, we didn't have that kind of connection. Like I didn't feel very good about myself afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so my, um, 
my boundaries and just honoring the agreement within myself was, and I remember saying this to a girlfriend actually before Jeffrey and I connected through Skype, you know, if I have to be single for a while, I don't mean anybody. I'm okay with that because I don't want to, you know, just give my, my whole being, my heart, my soul, my body, my intelligence over to someone who I'm not really deeply, truly connected to. So for me, it was, I needed all of the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, the energetic connection first. And then the physical was, was perfect afterwards. It was just, it was so easy for us to just be together in the flesh, but we didn't know if that was going to be the case, right? Like you just don't know what's going to happen when you're viscerally together. So we were really fortunate that it worked and then we did, you know, long distance for the rest of that year. He came and lived in Toronto for a couple months. Yeah, it was basically, well, well, first of all, so we met, we started connecting in January for real, went to see you in March and then we, we basically we were like did back and forth. So mm-hmm. in April, she came to visit me. And then I think in, in May or something, I visited you. And then we had a break where like I went to Brazil and you went to Italy for, for, for the summer. And then we picked that back up again in, mm-hmm. um, in, in August. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like, okay, well let's live in the same city. Like, so I had, we both are coaches at the time. So, or still are. And so we decided, Oh, I'm more flexible. Let me go to Toronto for two months. So we lived in Toronto in an Airbnb for two months Then I came back, stayed with my parents for a little bit, you know, as I was in transit. And then we Mm -hmm. figured out to go to LA as a a mutual brand new city for both of us to explore together. Rather than me going to Toronto or her coming to DC, let's just explore a new city and be in California and the change of scenery and all Mm -hmm. that. And and that's where we started kind of like that's our our life kind of really started to take off and and set the foundation there. Um, But I think that was one thing that we definitely recommend for people is like always have a goal, you know, always be looking six months out at least, or at the latest, right? Because to, to when you guys are going to be, be together in the same city, because you know we can talk about that in in the in later for long distance people. Yeah, for long distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when you're just yeah, yeah. initially dating. You have to- <laughs> I was like, we we needed to give that clarification. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I think part of it is like you know that's the danger with with to tie in the chemistry compatibility, like the danger of a of a a year long, long distance relationship where you're going back and forth with these three day weekends, you know, once a month, it's high on chemistry and it's really yeah. hard to gauge compatibility because you're on your best behavior for those three days. You don't want to ruin it. You don't want to mm-hmm. mess it up. You want to, you know, enjoy the moment as much as you can, knowing that you're going to be apart for another four weeks after that. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of the, I think, so having that goal and that intention of, Hey, we're going to be in the same city, you know, mm-hmm. you have to like guide the relationship in that way. Um, so that you do have the same experience of a full, you know, day-to-day life, you know, not just the highlight reel of, of a four day weekend. Right. And then we got married about six, seven months later in a a courthouse. We haven't had our dream wedding yet. So we we (laughs) We will at some point, we'll we'll have the fantasy experience at some point, but (laughs) the real, the real, um, the real everyday thing, you know, we, we went to the courthouse, we got married and. Um, and then started to really build a life together. We moved from LA, you know, from Santa Monica, then we moved to San Diego and, um, and here we are over five years later, married and, you know, been dating for what, six, seven, it'll be seven years in, in February. Cause that's, we actually had committed to only seeing each other in February before he, he came to Toronto. Mm. You didn't, didn't bring that point up what oh yeah just like sealed the doors the exits mm. so that we could focus on each well yeah other. like the way i describe it is like you know with with clients as well is like 
you're not, I'm not committing to the person, but I'm committing to the exploration of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not, so I'm not saying like, Oh, I know hundred percent right now that Vanessa Petrinelli is my, is my, is my partner, but I am curious enough and willing enough to not explore anybody else until we ride this out and see yeah. what it's like, especially yeah. the and that's parts. like creating this sacred can safe container for the relationship to deepen yeah, like, into whatever think- it's meant to be. Exactly. Because yes. I couldn't say like, oh, here it is in February. I'm going to say I'm going to visit you in March. And then here, here it is that you're dating other guys and I'm dating other women in that meantime, mm-hmm. defeats the purpose of the exploration and the sacredness of this, you know, in-person journey that we're going to have together. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it really felt important for me to communicate that and, and kind of lead with that before mm-hmm. we even committed to the, to the, to the trip. Yeah. And I really appreciated it because it did make me feel safer. Yeah. And, and I hadn't, I hadn't experienced a lot of that prior in when I was dating, you know, a lot of men avoided having those kinds yeah, of conversations conversation. about yeah. that, you know? So like even this, even the sex, you know, we said, Hey, well here, what's, what's on the menu. What's not on the menu. You know, when I'm on, when we're together, like, you know, so we're going to have all this built up energy and all this <laughs> stuff. So like when we, you know, for the nine <laughs> days, we're going to be together in Toronto visiting you for the first time. What do you feel comfortable? So we had that conversation, mm-hmm. like what, what's, what is available and what are you not available for? So I think all that, all that kind of helped. Again, like because you're in a long distance scenario, at least for us, it was hyper-focused on communication. It's all you have, right? You have video, you have audio and you have text, right? Which is so amazing because that's the most important element yeah. of a relationship. <laughs> so yeah, you think about it in a lot of ways. Yeah, that is that. So yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind it's of the, so the healing. The it's so healing to hear stories. And I think for at least this was my experience in learning how to date consciously and believe in the goodness of men. It's so healing to hear you, Jeffrey, like hear someone take the lead in the partnership, <laughs> like hear your vulnerability, hear your exploration, hear what you each brought to the table. And I always think about, and, and all the research shows this, that emotional safety is what creates great sex, period. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's so interesting when we think of the messages of our culture and the high value of chemistry. And then so many of my clients are like, well, I, how can I build a connection? I need to go on a date. I need to be able to see the person in, you know, in real life first to know if we have chemistry in order to move forward, rather than essentially getting honest with themselves that the need to see someone in person quickly is to avoid what it actually takes to build connection. Mm-hmm. And so wanted yeah. to really, you know, acknowledge that, that the two of you, and, and maybe that's this entering of the space of the difference between chemistry and compatibility and what each means, you essentially were navigating compatibility, right, on the phone, right, on, on the phone. And, and what was that yeah. process like? And, and now here you are, you know, with your program about getting closer to her, which essentially sounds like a program on building connection, building compatibility. So I'm curious about that process. And even um, Vanessa, what was happening for you? Like how you each brought yourselves to Mm -hmm. one another on Skype, (laughs) right? Before you met in person. Yeah. And it's very timely now in in, in this era that we're in, right? Mm -hmm. Around online dating and virtual dates and all that. Um, And so I think for me, I think the preface for both of us, I would say is, that we both have been doing personal growth work for years. And I started when I was 17 and you started when you were, you know, even maybe around that same time. Mm-hmm. But so we, we already came into it already with, you know, already hit the ground running with like personal growth and exploration, self-exploration and self-awareness. Um, you know, in me, my, my, my bias over the past prior years 
to meeting Vanessa was around communication, learning how to be a better communication connection mm-hmm. and all that intimacy um, in a general sense, not just the dating uh, and romantic. Um, and so that was for me, my, my biggest uh, asset, I would say coming into this, mm-hmm. right. Being able to, to hold conversation and to hold, be okay with silence and, you know, awkwardness or whatever you want to call it. Right. And, and, and also to lead with curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Like who is this other person that I'm willing to explore and, and get to know. Um, so I would say that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I mean, for me, you know, being so growth oriented, I had found myself like a lot of my healing journey and transformation was in choosing men that I, you know, that I had to heal. So I was uh, working, you know, I was choosing men where all, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was the spiritual teacher, the, the life coach, you know, for men who had their own, you know, wounds. And, and then I was in that archetype of being like the mother, the healer, you know, I, I used to even have verbatim, you know, I remember one guy I was dating say, wow, you're like the, the woman in white coming through the woods on the horse to save me. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, but I needed to heal those, those patterns and tendencies within me of why I was selecting men where I felt like I needed to play that role out. You know, what was I getting out of it? And so, Uh, you know, I really, what was very clear (laughs) when I, you know, did the work around that was I really valued a man who was growth oriented. He didn't have to be on the same path as me. He didn't have to see things exactly the same way as me, but I really valued somebody who was growth oriented. And what was very important for me being such a a strong, big personality, a woman who emotes, like I, I I can be a lot. And I love that. I'm a lot. Like I own that, you know, that expression of myself and it would frighten men who had not developed that within themselves. Um, And so for me, it was really important that the man that I dated, that I connected with, that I ended up with was able to hold all parts of me, not just positive, happy, joyful, Vanessa, you know, vibe and high Vanessa, you know, like Mm -hmm. you could handle me when I'm angry. Like when I brought my rage, when I bring my, you know, grief, when I bring my frustration, you know, when I bring the neutrality, you know, to, to conversation and in connection, you know? So for me, it was essential that those pieces were, were like part of my value system and my needs, like my non-negotiables moving forward. Um, and I think me really being a stand for that, um, allowed for a man like Jeffrey to walk in at the right time, because I was no longer allowing myself to choose men out of this feeling of lack. Oh, I don't think a guy like this exists. You know, how many times I used to say that to myself, mm-hmm. God, good guys don't exist. Growth oriented men, where are they? There's so few and far in between. And, you know, the more that I was saying that I was creating just like the story and I was, you know, experiencing that in my reality and I had to really stop that shit, pardon my, my French and, and really get clear on what I valued. And that's one of the most important things I think for compatibility is, I think a lot of people choose one another based off of that sexy chemistry, you know, like that tension that they feel, that polarity, but they forget about their values. And then Mm -hmm. over a period of time, you know, one month, two months, three months, four months beyond, they start to see, oh, well, that chemistry is starting to shift. Now we're starting to get into the compatibility piece. Whereas for me, it was very important that the compatibility piece needed to come in first 
Like, mm-hmm. do I feel safe enough to really open myself to you yeah. more and more, letting you in more and more based on our values, based on our compatibility versus just, oh, you're sexy and, you know, I want to hang out with you in person all the time and cuddle up, you know? So, yeah, I, I think also like for me, my pattern prior to Vanessa was, you know, really high on the chemistry and like, you know, the, the attracted to like drama and like unhealthy kind of patterns with, with the women I dated. Um, and so I think for me, the, a big thing was around recalibrating what is the distinction between what is normal versus what is healthy, right? So like what is all, what we are used to in our systems, <laughs> in our upbringing, quo. in society. Yeah, like may not, maybe what's normal, mm-hmm. but it may not be what's actually healthy. So like, and then it takes some recalibration and some, some work and some mm-hmm. awareness to say, oh, this doesn't feel normal. It doesn't actually feel even good sometimes because I'm not used to the, to the, to the adrenaline or I'm, 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 I am used to the adrenaline and this feels actually safe and calm and even maybe boring, but it's actually healthier for me, yes. right? And I don't know if that can relate, but so I think that is something that to, to really lead, to go into a relationship and dating, knowing that like, hey, there's probably some patterns that are worth uncovering, you know, healing, looking at that may not be healthy for you, but that are worth, you know, mm-hmm. doing a 180 on to make sure that you're, you're in, a, in a dynamic and in a relationship that is healthy. Yeah, such a so, such a powerful like I love the story because we learn so much from story and I think that Catherine and I talk so much about patterns and that that's the part in the old paradigm that's the part that's leading in relationship mm-hmm. and I just love hearing your story because it may, it's so clear you had to do the deeper healing within your own patterns in order to even be attracted to uh, the quality of man that you were desiring to mm-hmm. have in your life and to experience what you were what you're here to experience or what you desire to experience. And, um, I love, I love the values brought in is I, I noticed on my own journey, it was until I knew about my non-negotiables, I call them your core pillars in relationship until I knew about them. I, every time I was in a relationship, it would be my pillars, my non-negotiables that I would be trying to change the person like health is one of mine and we don't have to be on the same health journey, but they have to care about their health. I can't, I can't be in a relationship with someone who eats McDonald's every day and smokes cigarettes and goes binge drinking. And like, that's just a hard no. But back in my twenties, I was like, you know, you need to quit smoking or I would just do, I would just try and change the person that I was with who I was attracted to. And rather than like, Oh wait, who am I? And what do I stand for? And what's like, what, is, what am I not willing to shift within myself? What do I absolutely need met? And it, it, I love how you said it doesn't have to look the same, but it but the value has to be met. And it's so essential. Like th- this is the foundation of a healthy relationship. So I'm so happy that you're not just teaching it, but also sharing a story that's just mm-hmm. so it's, it just illustrates it so clearly. Mm, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, and and it's true. I mean, the work I think that we both did on ourselves prior to this really prepared us for one another. So we didn't have to repeat some of those um, experiences, those patterns that we yeah. had had in the past. And they're not mistakes. There were growing opportunities, right? Yeah. Growth opportunities within our own selves to be able to get ready for the type of, you know, relationship and marriage, you know, yeah. that we have cultivated over the years. So appreciate that reflection yeah, so thank much. You. Thank you. And, and I also want to like chime in and say like, 
it was a situation where like we did the growth, we hit a, a, a done point and then we met each other and now yeah. we're good for the rest of our marriage. It's not, that's not the case. <laughs> no, we, no, we have, never. yeah, well, not, not that you were saying that, but I'm just saying if somebody might listen to me like, oh, I got to do all this work and then I'll finally attract him or her into my right. life. Right. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Like we work through our shit. Important day in, every week, every month, every day, like <laughs> stuff comes up, life goes yeah. up and like yeah. new edges come, we, we, we come across new edges with each other and, and ourselves. And so, yes. yeah, we're, and that's, that's part of the container that, that I think makes our marriage work really well is that we we're committed to using it as a vehicle for personal growth. Right. For and our, that's the new paradigm. Um, yeah. Where yeah. you're, where you're, you're content, you're evolving together rather than the old paradigm where you just like go in a box together and die. Like you shut yeah. down all the parts of yourself. And, and we're yeah. evolving with a witness. Like that's the beauty of, I think, a relationship. You have a witness, yes. witness your life and reflect back to you things that you can't see in yourself and yes. vice versa. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, just to know that, yeah, we, we do our work still. Yes. <laughs> oh, my it, gosh. Forever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Forever. No destination. <laughs> I love that you said that. Be- and this is what I've appreciated about your work, Jeffrey, and why we connected in the first place. Because inside of dating coaching, where it's get engaged in six months or celebrating another one of my clients' engagement, it actually perpetuates the message of do personal growth so that a relationship happens mm-hmm. rather yes. than do personal growth because you matter, you're worth it, all of your relationships are going to change, your entire life is going to change, and a relationship without self-awareness is going to be really freaking bad and hard. And it's an it's almost like the, the cherry on top. Like the relationship becomes yeah. a yeah. natural occurrence as a result of devotion to yourself. And 100%. To- and that's the, one of the things we work on in, 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 in with, with, my, with our clients is, especially the men, is that the foundation, you know, you want to be working on your foundation, right? The things that are important to you, like your purpose, your body, your health, your friendships, um, your career, your spirituality, your self-care, all of those things. Because I know I, I went through this myself and I, you see it even in the cliche of, of, of movies and TV. It's like, the guy that puts all his attention on the woman that he's so enthralled with dates her. Then 10 years later, he, he has no more friends. He is in a job he hates. And then that ripples into his relationship where like the wife ends up leaving him or they just, they separate for whatever reason. And now he's left on his own in a worse situation, you know, alone, depressed, out of shape, you know, whatever. And that's the, I think the situation needs to be, looked at so we don't men don't repeat that so that you're, you have a strong foundation throughout your life and not waiting for this woman to save you rescue you be this you know end all be all source of, of happiness or perceived happiness mm-hmm. so men are waiting for for women to save them too <laughs> i think not all men but i think a lot of men you know do have you know can have a certain fantasy too, just as it goes yeah. both ways, right? It's, no, we need to even, hear that. That's even, a, like, tell us more about that because yeah. men are like that. <laughs> well, I mean, and then, and obviously, you know, the a, a big part of that, you know, in, in past couple decades has been like, you know, the, the, the rise of porn, right? And porn use and, and mm. having this fantasy, you know, woman and, or, or many, m- multiple women that you, just think you expect it. Oh, I'm going to have this Instagram model now is, you know, this is the only one I'm going to look at and, and approach. And then you have these standards of, of perfection that are, that are unattainable, just like women have their standards for men too. Right. And I think, yeah, I think, so men definitely have the, this, this fantasy, especially depends on there's a, there's a correlation between, you know, how much 
inner child work and wounding work you've done with your own relationship with your own mom and your own dad, like all that kind of factors in as, as, as far as that, but, you know, w- wanting to be rescued and all of that and any type of enmeshment you might have. Um, so I think, yeah, there definitely is fantasy on, on the, on the flip side for, for men towards women as well. hundred percent. Like that's where I think mm-hmm. if you don't have a solid foundation going into dating, that's where you get into what, you know, we call yeah. the one-itis, right? You, you meet one woman mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, this woman matches everything. I'm going to put I'm going to fixate so much on her to get her even that movie. What's it called? Uh, hitch. I, I didn't like it because it was, he was, Will Smith was teaching Kevin James's character to get one woman. Yes. Is, let's teach you how to be a better man in all areas. Mm-hmm. And then let's see if this one woman that you're pining over is great, you know, comes, comes around and notices you and wants to be with you naturally. Awesome. But don't like, oh, I'm going to learn dancing because she likes to dance. I'm going to learn cooking because she likes to cook. I'm going to learn this obscure, you know, Mm -hmm. Latin American art, you know, folkloric (laughs) art because she likes that. Like, who gives a shit? If you don't like it, don't, don't, don't do that. And the same thing with women, right? And then it's total fantasy and you're, and you're disassociating from yourself. That's a contorting yourself. Yeah. Contorting yourself to to get the, the fantasy idea of someone you don't even know if it's aligned. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of, I think, heartache and, and disappointment comes from in the early stages of dating, at least is, is around this fantasy and putting people on pedestals mm-hmm. and, 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 and just, yeah, not having realistic, you know, expectations, even like the whole thing of, you know, people that expect, Oh, in the right relationship, you wouldn't, you won't fight. You won't have blow up disagreements. <laughs> you won't have all this stuff. It's almost we like it's like the actually, married it's, people laugh about I that. <laughs> we love it's the, the opposite. Married it's like, you know, go giggle. in. Yeah. Like expect it. Expect it. Get better at, you know, learning how to resolve conflict, you know, yeah. get better. So you, your fights evolve into different, maybe, maybe you have the same fight, fights. you know, what is it? John Gottman, I think, you, you know, that says, like, you know, the you get the same fight. Yeah, the same fight over and over again. Yep. Unresolvable. Yeah. yeah. And which, you know, and which ones can you, can you be okay with having for the rest of your relationship? Yes. Right? Yes. So yeah, I think it's just a lot of this debunking of the fantasies and the myths of, 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 of what we, of relationships are supposed to be is, is really a huge part of this. Oh, we detox from the old paradigm and back to chemistry, essentially all the messages in our culture, right? What do we see? They have great sex and then they live happily ever after. They make eye contact across the room and it's magic and natural and no awkwardness. And then they bang in the, you know, on the stairs or in the closet (laughs) or in the bathroom, right? And then the next, and then they show the wedding day. And for me, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. The, the, wor- the worst part of the fantasy and the thing that really like drove me for a while was all I have to do then is find the right person and then I'll know how to do relationship. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is so much of my passion around this is not only do I believe that relationship offers the most evolution of our soul and spiritual growth and the best healing and transformation. You become more alive when you're in a healthy partnership and it is the service to the planet but it breaks this idea that I don't have to work on myself, right? And it's not, I work on myself so that a relationship happens. I work on myself in service to every relationship I have in my life and then become a healthier, more whole human as a result. And no one wants to do the work of what do I value and who am I, right? Who am I before I even consider dating? rather than how most people are dating is I'm going to date and shapeshift and become who I think men want, or this, you know, I'm sure men are doing this too. You know, what's the, what's a man that every woman would want. 
rather than who am I and how do I align myself with the well, I love well-matched woman. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, and then actually get, and, and you guys are on, coming up on seven years together, right? Recognize that we're always going to be changing, right? I'm sure you're not the two people who fell in love over Skype and then had a long distance relationship. And I think that's also the problem with early chemistry is we don't want to rock the boat don't want to bring up the thing that really matters to me. Don't want Especially, to say yeah. the you know thing that might upset you and then maybe it'll go away. And then I wonder why I'm totally unfulfilled mm -hmm. a year later and then repressing everything that I am. So then no growth can even happen. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. I mean, and, and it's like, especially when you, it's also a distinction between if you're looking for, again, like just if you're looking for just hookups and like just casually dating, just kind of like, you, you know, like you guys, I think in one of your episodes said meeting people, awesome. Meet as many people as you want, you know, meet them anywhere and everywhere. And when you're looking for, I think, partnership, you know, long-term partnership, whether it's a husband or wife or whether it's just a life partner, a beloved, whatever you want to call it, there's a gravity, I think, that you need to walk with, mm. right? That, 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 you know, that you're, you have a gravity to yourself that like, that you lead with that so that you kind of, don't put up with stuff that's, that's, you know, that's where the self-growth comes in and self-awareness to know what, what you will and won't put up with. But there's a kind of a, like a, uh, and even the men that we call into our program, it's like they're ready for, for like the real deal. Like they're ready mm -hmm. for, a, yeah, like you said, a well-matched woman, or like we say, <laughs> a well-matched yeah, that's woman. Yours. <laughs> that's yours. That is, um, is something that, that's different. It's a different energy, right? Like you can tell when a man, like, you know, when, as a woman, like, you know, when you can go and you go into a, an, an event or somewhere and you, you can tell a guy's like, he's, there's something about him. That's like, that there's, there's some groundedness to him. He's not the playboy that's there looking to hook up and walking around. There's, there's an energy around him. Right. Prince and same thing with a woman, king. right? The prince. Yeah, whether, king. Yeah. king energy. Yeah. What, whatever kind of descriptor, but like, there's something to it, right. That you can yeah. feel and sense. Um, and that's not the only green light that you need to like pursue that. Oh, he's got that king energy. I'm just gonna go be with him, and no. that's it. King energy, right? But it's 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 a it's it's the first like I guess the um, when you put a key in the in the keyhole, there's the first like groove, right? That kind of like oh this 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 is the first thing that kind of gets the thing started, right? Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but that was just how, my, how would you yeah. define? <laughs> so so let's dive more deeply into compatibility. Yeah. Like, do you have definitions yeah. around it? How do you present it to people? Because mm -hmm. I, yeah. I want to debunk a myth that compatibility is you have to have everything in common. I think people no. do that. For me, compatibility is your values align and there's a respect of differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I would say our, our, our kind of understanding explanation of uh, compatibility is around you have the shit, you have, there's a resonance with each other's values, right? You don't have to have the same value. I mean, it helps, like you said, with health, like some of that, whether mm -hmm. the guy likes to rock climb and you like to do yoga or whatever, doesn't really matter. Right. Um, and, or at least it doesn't need to matter. Right. It can matter if somebody really has that high value. Right. Um, and also like there's a shared life direction, yeah. right? There's a shared resonance in terms of your directionality. Like you guys are both moving toward, buying a home, setting up a family, living in a warmer climate versus living in a colder climate. There's a shared directionality that you both are, are having and wanting with each other. Um, and I would say at least also like a respect for each other's values slash, and they're also their hobbies and interests, right? Because if there's, if there's a party that's like, oh, I look down upon her because she does this thing, or I look down upon him because he goes and drinks all day on, on Sundays with watches football. Like, 
either that's not the right person for you, or like you have to shift your thinking about like, oh, that's just the way he, you know, he, he emotes. And that's the way he kind of like connects with his buddies. That's the way he bonds with his male friends. This is the way he lets loose. That's one thing, right? Or is not the right person for you, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, that's one example. But like, I think having a respect for each other's interests and passions is a big thing. Um, and I think that, that's anything to add. Yeah, I mean, I'm dovetail off of all of that. I mean, I'm a yes, yes, yes to all of it. I mean, compatibility just, you know, kind of speaking from what we were talking about a few moments ago has a, a gravity to it. You know, chemistry is just... You know, I, I, how I used to always view chemistry is <laughs> I was advised years ago when you feel when that fire is so intense initially, you know, there's something that needs to be burned off between the two of you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one psychic I had seen years ago was like, anytime you feel like that fire and that instant chemistry and it's explosive fireworks, run. <laughs> You know, but it, it, and, and I kind of got what she was saying in that sense. I didn't run because you you usually don't run in those situations because there's something yeah. really valuable to learn and to grow from in those experiences. Mm. Whereas compatibility is something that you experience and learn about each other over time. Mm. But you have to know yourself in order to know what compatibility is because people get it confused. They think, oh my God, the sex is hot. Or we're so attracted to each other. We have these things in common. That yeah, doesn't carry weight, you know, yeah. polarity, your attraction, your sex, your, you know, your chemistry, it fizzles because it's based off of hormones. That's all it is, right? You know, and, mm -hmm. and I look at it from a spiritual perspective that initially happens because on a soul level, we have things that we need to work out with each other. When the chemistry is that hot and it's that sizzling, there's something there that wants to be worked out on a spiritual mm -hmm. level for both the individuals and, you know, in terms of your maybe karmic connection or your, you know, relationship from past, if you believe in those things, you know, whereas when you have the slower burn, and I loved what Jeffrey said, because we both, we've talked about this a lot for both of us, we were so used to the feeling unsafe in our relationships, you know, where they're particularly emotionally, yeah, yeah emotionally unsafe, yeah. you know, where I would be the anxious attachment and I'd be with an avoidant, you know, and, and it would just be bringing all of my shit to the surface, you know, that I'd really needed to unpack for myself. And I had gotten so used to identifying with hot chemistry sexual connection and that feeling, you know, and being unsafe that, that, that was something that I was so used to. That was a pattern that had just been developed, yeah. you know, over and over again, that when we connected, it was like the, the flame was like a slower burn, you know, and it kept growing and growing the more we were connecting. And for me, it was all about really asking questions, you know, getting curious about who Jeffrey yeah. was as a person and slowing down because in those, in the chemistry type of relationships or dating experiences, my experience and from what I've seen with others, you know, and working with women and men around this is that there's the speed. It's like, it's like we're rushing to get to something. We're rushing to get to the bedroom or we're rushing to get to, to this commit, committed yeah. monogamous thing, or we're rushing to figure out where we're headed, you know, versus 
really just like being present, you know, and noticing mm -hmm. what's happening within my own body and noticing what's happening with my intuition and, you know, getting curious mm -hmm. about this other human being. It, this is really what it's about. It's about, you know, creating a relational dynamic, not just jumping into one and saying, oh, wow, we yeah. really like each other. And we're, we, we think we're hot. Cool. Yeah. Like we're meant to be. No, it, it's, it's like, I needed for me, safety was really important. And can this man, like, is he my best friend? Like, that's one of the yeah. simplest things that I really started to ask is, does this person, will this person have my back as a friend first? Yeah. Because the sizzling hot stuff, that's going to die off. I've seen it happen over and over again. And the best friendship is not there. You know, because at the end of the day, when you are in a committed long-term relationship and, you know, you're building a future together, like the friendship bond has to be there. There has to be a deeper bond beyond, like you know, like teammate. Yeah, yeah. Like, do I want to walk beside this person on their journey? Do I want to see all the aspects of them that they have to work through? And they're going to see all of the aspects of mine and still continue to choose each other every day. And, and that requires, you know, a compatibility um, building dynamic versus just the chemistry, because what we've learned is chemistry changes, you know, our hormones change. Like as a woman, like I'll be the first to tell you, I've been an entrepreneur for over two decades. You know, I've been doing this work for 12 years. I've worked with thousands of clients and my libido, my hormones have changed as I've gotten older. I don't have the same libido I did when I was in my twenties. My body has changed. I have changed. And so if I was with a partner who was always about me looking a certain way or having the same kind of libido I did when we first met, then he might have walked away if he was that kind of man. Because we change as human beings yeah. on every single level, down to the cells of our body. So if you're looking for that lasting connection, you have to have a different mindset and appreciation for things that, are, that go beyond that initial spark or flame um, or roaring fire, if you will, like there has to be more gravity. And that's to me what compatibility is. And values are a hundred percent a part of that non-negotiables. Um, but really like part of the compatibility is like slowing down and really asking yourself, like, would, would I have this person's back as I would my best friend, as I would myself, like, cause you're always number one. Yeah. Right. And do I feel like this person would have my back? Do I feel like they're my teammate? And if you feel like it's a no, then you really got to like have a deeper look at, <laughs> check in, is, check, you know, like you got to check in with yourself, yeah. check in, you know, if this is really the kind of relationship you're building and wanting to have for potentially months and years down the road. So, so many beautiful. epic things in what you just said. I wish I took notes because I was like, I want to say something to that and to that and to that. It, that was so potent. It's like whoever is listening, you need to rewind and listen to that. Rewind. I just dated myself. You need to. Is that what they still call it? Rewind. Yeah, skip, <laughs> okay. Skip, um, I, I was picturing a, a tape, but I used to you know, play tapes in my basement. Um, rewind and listen to this part over and over and over again, because there was so much potency in everything you said, everything like the chemistry part and how the curiosity piece, it's like being so rooted and grounded in yourself. And then 
being curious about this human in front of you every day. And still, I'm imagining you're still both being curious with who you're growing into today and who are you today and who are you in this moment. And this is one of the biggest things missing. People get out there in fantasy love and they're projecting who they think this person is because they have the wrong focus. It's like, just like the movie Hitch you were just talking about. It's, it's all about the checklist and the perfect woman or the perfect man. And the focus is on the other person rather than being so rooted in your truth and yeah. being so rooted in your values and being so rooted in who you are. And then dating from that place and, and staying in yourself and then staying curious and like enjoying the, the burn unfolding as opposed to rushing the burn because you're in some fantasy story about the person. Now you're like, you're actually it's kind of rude what we do, you know, how we pedestal each other and paint a picture onto someone and think, you know, someone when you don't even know them, like you haven't even given them the courtesy of, Hey, I'm so fascinated by you. Tell me more. Like, tell me more. We don't even Mm -hmm. give people the, the honor and the decency to get to know them. We just paint an idea of who we think they are based on the chemistry that we feel in our body and it robs us from experiencing the actual pleasure that's available. And it also is, it's just unfair. And it happens that that's how most people date. So there's just so many layers to what you just said that are, yeah, so poignant. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm so glad. You know, one of the words that Jeffrey uses a lot, it's, it's like savoring the connection versus... Yes like just rushing it. You have a, a bottle of wine that you, you know, it's, it's a celebratory occasion. You're going to savor that bottle of wine on that occasion. Yeah, you're, you're not going to just chug it down. And it's the yeah. same thing with a connection. Like you want to savor and, 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 and the presence piece is just so important because that projection, right? Projection is always onto the other person or always into the future, or we're, we're reminiscing and bringing something about our past and we're making it mean something in that moment about that person or the experience we're having with them. And I, I feel like if we really learn to be present, we can savor every connection we have, even if that person is only in our, our lives temporarily or for a short period of time. Like, I, I think we can really honor our dating experiences, even when somebody is not, not right for us, you know, or not that well-matched yeah. person. But yeah. if we're so hungry for, I need to have the relationship, I need to get married, well, I need yeah. to be engaged. Is this person for me? Then we're actually not even giving it the space, the presence, the honoring of savoring what that person and them coming into your lives is really like what, what their presence is really meant for the gifts that are there for us in yeah. that moment, even if it's not our our husband or our partner. And I, and I would even add like a probably a, a general good principle is that the more certain you are about that person, the more important it is to slow down and savor, mm-hmm. right? Like the more yes. like you think it's love yeah. at first sight, and oh my God, this is my woman, this is my man, we're meant to be, even more reason to slow, slow down. down. When you're in a hurry, hurry, slow down. <laughs> exactly, yeah, slow down the hurry up or hurry up to, no, whatever. Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> Whenever you're in a hurry, I mean, this even goes for, it's like I had was just sharing a story with my clients the other day of like I was brand new car, um, rushing to get to a coaching call and then wrapped it around the pole in my underground parking lot. And it's like, and yeah. I heard the mantra started in my head when you're in a hurry, slow down. Yeah. And so it's with anything. I think that culturally we're so deprived of pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so when people get this little burst of pleasure from chemistry, 
they're just like, oh, cookie monster, more, 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 more. I want to eat the whole bucket of ice cream and the whole box of cookies instead of allowing themselves to just bask in the pleasure and just deepen further and further into ourselves. Because it's really, I say this all the time on the podcast, but it's ourselves that we're touching when we're in relationships with other people. We think it's the other person, but they're simply activating the magnitude of who we are. And when we can just be with ourselves and be with the experience in connection, I mean... There's nothing else. <laughs> true. It's so true. Do you mm-hmm. two want to tell us about your program that you're offering? Yeah. So basically it's, it's, it's a group training that we have. Um, so any man can kind of join it at any time. And basically it's, it's, it's a mix of coaching and uh, training modules. So we kind of give you the foundations of everything that we teach all of our one-to-one clients. We kind of like have them all in one spot. And so we're going through a lot of the, the things we've talked about here today, you know, chemistry versus compatibility, how to master offline dating, um, the focus on your foundation of your life, right? Like all the important mm-hmm. areas of your foundation outside of dating, outside yeah. of partnership, so that you can have a really solid foundation to, to operate from. Um, we talk about conflict, you know, mm-hmm. how to really embrace conflict, how to really navigate it really skillfully. Cause that's going to be the difference maker. All things are said, all things aside, if you, you know, you're an awesome guy, you know, you, you have a great job, you have, you know, you provide, you know, provide, you can, um, you know, you're in shape, all these things, you can really, you know, do conversation well, you have your heart open, all of these things. And six months a year, or if not sooner, you're going to have conflict. And so knowing how to navigate that with skill mm-hmm. and with, with, with awareness is going to be the difference maker for down the road, right? Between the, you know, mm-hmm. the women that you meet. And so that's one big piece of it as well. So mm-hmm. all those things combined is a big, is a big piece. Anything else that we're missing is what we yeah, teach? I mean, we bring the feminine, the female perspective and the masculine oh, that's right, perspective, yeah. you know, us, and, yeah, and, and <laughs> for me, you know, my, my intention of coming into this program and working with the men that come through is really about helping them to expand their capacity to love themselves to um, emotionally relate to themselves and to others, to be able to hold, increase their capacity in terms of how they're relating to themselves, the world and to women. Um, You know, I really bring more of that, you know, practical spirituality, you know, because it is not marketed as a spiritual program, but everything is spiritual in our lives. And so we have to bring that element in and really teaching men to like be in their bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, like head, presence hips you know and heart you know and being in your body focusing on like developing some of their intuitive you know abilities in strengthening that so that when they're relating you know to to women it's not like they're not compatible in terms of the kind of language that they're speaking where a man's like oh i don't understand what your intuition is all about like he has more of an idea of that Mm -hmm. so i bring the feminine perspective jeffrey brings the masculine and both of our gifts and i would say ultimately too is it's really about throughout this, the journey of the training is to have every man really know and embody what his flavor of masculinity is. Yes. Cause that's the thing I think, you know, women have their own, you know, images and ideas that are coming at them left and right through the media and through society. And even more so now with, with online men also too. Right. So there's this like, you don't have to look this one single way and have this many tattoos and this big of a beard and, you know, learn how to do these things who you there's, there's a man inside. There's a man that each of each man has its own essence of his masculinity, you know, embodying the, you know, the things of strength and clarity and love and power, all those things can be, 
there, but the way he expresses it to the world, to his woman, you know, to his future family, all of that is really important. And, and, and our, guy, our, our program is designed to really extract that mm-hmm. so he can proudly lead with that versus trying to be someone that he's not or thinking he needs to or not loving himself ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really about doing the deep work because the program has deep work. Yeah. It's not, it's not a tips and tricks. And is it, is it designed for single, like, and most of our audience is women, but obviously every woman has male friends, brothers, partners, um, men they're dating. Uh, It sounds amazing. Is it for single men or men in relationship or right now it's designed for single men. Yeah. So men that are single available and ready for partnership. Like Mm -hmm. you're in your thirties or forties or or fifties. And you're like, you're like, you know what? I'm done with the games. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm kind of lost, frustrated, confused. I need to kind of correct the ship and go in this new direction, but I need support. I need tools. I need guidance and mentorship on how to do that. And the goal is to finding your well-matched woman. Like that's the goal. So it's not a guy that's looking to just get laid more or get go on more dates or hook up. None of that. Right. That, that's fine. That's a, that's we a have to set up our clients. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to set up our clients. Yeah, yeah we should and, do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of who it's for. Yeah. And, is, and we don't promise. I want to make this very yeah. clear. We don't promise that in the time that you're working with us that you will meet her, but you will have a much more solid like foundation and you're going to be more open to allowing the perfect timing and order of, yeah. you know, when that woman will show up, you know, that's yeah, really not, the yeah, bottom it's not, line. It's a training. It's not matchmaking or anything like that. There's no, wherever but it's will, happening, all the women listening are going to want to know. And so they can, you know, go hang out outside. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, the website is, is, is just get closer to her.com. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And the, and, we hope that women listening will share with their single male friends and brothers. And I love that hearing this program and breaking all the myths around that there aren't men working on themselves, like that there aren't men doing personal development work. There aren't Mm men, you know, all those stories. This is the new truth. We're essentially a whole myth busting every episode. (laughs) And so it's been so healing to hear you too and, and to know that this exists. And so no one can hang on to that bullshit story anymore, right? Yeah. And raise standards for themselves because the baseline should be self-awareness. Like mm-hmm. not only people who take responsibility for themselves, but my God, you cannot have a relationship without self-awareness. You can't, you can't. Or you could have a really, really drama-filled, painful, awful one is, is the one you can yeah. have. And so we are so grateful for you too. So grateful for your work in the world and mm-hmm. grateful for your time. Thank you for being with us on this final Tuesday of 2020 <laughs> and when your episode releases. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us, thank for inviting so us. We appreciate both mm-hmm. of your, your energy and what you guys are doing in, in your own businesses. Um, yeah, it's just really a gift yeah. to the world and to the men and women out there. Yeah. Thank thank you. you. It's been a blessing to be here with you and with everybody listening. So thank you so much for inviting us on. Yeah. Thank thank you. you. And you you know, if you loved this episode and you know someone else who really needs to hear it or a man in your life that really needs to hear it, send this their way. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us through 2020 on the new truth. Kate, 52 episodes. Woo! 2020. We did it. it. <laughs>